Welcome to another episode of Fat and Ginger. I think we're up to episode 22 and across the rather faux sort of oak table from me is my compadre Luke Messi. Good evening, Luke. Good to be back in the studio with you, Tim. It is, yeah, fantastic. We call it a studio, don't we? Yeah, for tax purposes. For tax purposes. That's right. And we've gone different tonight. We have. Usually we sit long ways. That's right. Tonight we're sitting across ways because I just felt like... I'm not as close to you as I used to be. Well, you have touched my feet about four times. Yeah, I know, so and I like that. And we're both busy now. Everything's opened up. We're both busy. And it means I don't see you as much, Tim, as what I used to. And it's starting to really affect me. So I wanted to be closer to you tonight. Perhaps we can talk about this off air and sort no, this no, out. No, 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 let's talk. <laughs> Share it with the like, listeners. You know I like talking about these things. Take the right listeners now, on the journey yeah. with us. Yeah, and the other thing is you booked holidays the other day, told yeah, me. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. I did. And, I, and I noticed that you booked them two weeks before I start mine. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. So too. as you come back from holidays, yeah. I leave for holidays. Right. We're like the two sheepdogs, aren't we? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, Ralph and yeah. Al. I think, Ralph, I can't remember. Ralph and Sam, isn't it? Sam, Morning, that's it. Morning, yeah. Sam. Morning, Morning Ralph. Morning, Ralph. We're yeah. like the sheepdogs, but yep. in puffer jackets. That's it. Yeah. They're very good. Yeah, have right. a look. <laughs> Tonight, you're going to talk about, is it about disciplining other people's kids or how to deal with other people's well, kids? Well, I did word. notice you disciplined someone else's kids the other day, and I wanted to talk about where the line is. Yeah, absolutely. Good yeah. point. Yeah. It just, that sounds bad. The discipline, I just maybe told them off. No, it's, yeah. no, we'll talk about it. You yeah. didn't do anything wrong. No. But I, I, I've had similar issues in the yeah. past, and I just wondered, you know, maybe listeners want to know. They want to know where you can go with yeah, that. Line, that's absolutely right. I went to sale, so I'm going to talk about that, the jewel of the Victorian Riviera yeah. uh, sale. We're going to go through Mailbag and uh, get splashed with the vitriol of our listeners. Oh. That's crap. We're going to talk about that period between the end of footy and the start of cricket. Yeah. No good. Jeez, it sucks. No man. good. What are you going to talk about in that's crap? Australia's uh, World Cup winner yeah, in 2020. Yeah, we won the 2020 World Cup the other night. And who cares, really? <laughs> I don't think it's that good. <laughs> no, neither do I. And one thing that I'm particularly passionate about after you told me about it last night mm. is our Justin Murphy Award for tonight. Yeah. I'm going to get fired up over I'm this. I'm going to get fired up over that too. It's disgusting. It. But we'll get to that shortly. In the meantime, yeah. I just want you to know that I've right. spent a lot of time pouring over the music for tonight. Usually I just pick something, whatever comes up, right? Yeah. But on. this time around, I've spent a lot of time because I, I know that you've been down a bit lately, and I really want to make Have it I? good for you, mate. Well, I assume so. You're not. No, talking. just your music's been shit. Oh, it might be that. Yeah. Plus, you've booked holidays when I'm not on holidays. <laughs> so this has been handpicked yep. for you, Tim. This okay. is for your musical pleasure, mate. It's like condom of the years. You ready? What? Sorry, like what? Ribbed for your pleasure. Oh my god. You ready? Play the first one. <laughs> Okay, am I off to a good start, Tim? Great start, well done. Yeah, now, you're saying you picked that? Yeah. With no assistance from anyone else whatsoever, you well, picked that? Well, there might have been a couple of us looking at songs at the time. A couple of you, so yeah. you didn't pick it? Well, I was there, and I approved. So I'd just like to say the person <laughs> that did pick it, that's a 9 out of 10, well done. Okay, fair yeah. enough, yeah. Well, I did pick a lot of the others, but maybe not the first couple. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I want to talk about something. Yeah, I'm really on. passionate about this. Right? Uh, so... First of all, let the passion shine through for the listeners. All right. So lately, uh, through friends and that sort of thing, I've been hanging out with a lot of kids that aren't my own, a lot of little kids. And 
I've spoken in the past about looking after my nephew Jake, and you have, yeah, and you know, you make a bit of a joke about it, but I love hanging with him. Mate. He's just a little, he's dude. a great, he's kid. funny kid, anyway. And I've been hanging out with a few other kids lately, and they're all great kids. I want to get that from the start, right? I'm glad that I can hand them back at the end of the day because I'm past that stage, but they're all fantastic kids. It sounds like the right? childcare version of I'm not a racist, but <laughs> <laughs> look, I wanted to, I don't want to rant. Can I get a little rant in first, right? Rant. I'm going to go start rant and rant okay. so everyone knows this, right? Yeah. Can I say this? I've, well, too many times lately, I've heard about dads who do not take care of their own kids. And that comes in a few different forms. First of all, you've got the dads who just ignore completely. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know what we think of them. But I'm talking about the ones that, A, pretend to be great dads who wheel them out for a Facebook photo. And then a lot of that going get on. rid of them again. Like, you know, yep. I'll have them when I feel like it. I'm talking about them. Yep. Secondly, the ones who have their kids all the time but don't pay, don't pay child support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This doesn't include people who are struggling to no, make no. ends meet. I'm talking about the ones that go out of their way to do cash in hand, to do anything they can, almost out of spite for their ex, and basically saying, that's your responsibility, but I'll have them when I want them. Mm. If you're like that, you're a piece of shit. Don't listen to our show. I don't want you as a listener. Yeah, Take cool. care of your kids, mate. Pay for them yep. because, you know, it takes two people to make them. And you've got a girl over the other side that's sitting there working her ass off to make ends meet. And I'm, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I've seen it so much lately mm. and it's just driving me nuts, mate. I've seen it in my own personal life mm. and I've seen it now from a few other people that we've been hanging out with lately. Oh, jeez, it drives me nuts, mate. I love it when you get angry. Yeah, I know. I try not to, but I just can't help it, mate. It drives me nuts. Anyway... That's end of rant. Is it? Okay, yeah. And, and I know what people will say. What will uh, they say? You, you bring this sort of thing up and people go, oh, yeah, but what about the dads that can't see their kids and they get them taken off? That happens too. Yeah. And I'm not talking about that. You're not that. talking about that? No, I'm not talking about that, You mate. rant That's, away, mate. Kids need their mum and their dad in their life. Yeah. And unless the dad's done something... Or their dad and their dad. <laughs> or their dad or the, and their dad, or their mum and their mum, or their dad and their non-binary, non-gender, and non-binary all that sort of stuff. You or, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, know, you don't want a gender code or anything. Nothing like that. <laughs> but I'm talking about sorry, people mate. that deliberately do that. Oh, uh, pieces of shit. Oh, don't listen to our show. Yeah, don't listen to our show. Oh, we sorry. don't want you to listen to You can all piss off. Anyway, yeah. rant over. Good. I think I've said that twice now. Okay. All right. Now, having said that, yep. right, I've watched you last week, yeah, and this on. is the reason I bring it up, but I find it quite an interesting point. We had a, a friend of yours had some kids over, mm. and you were uh, doing the right thing and just sort of saying, hey, you don't do that, you don't speak to your mum like that, and, mm. like, and you did it very well, Tim. Oh, thanks, You were mate. like an old school teacher. Yeah, right? well, you know, it's I would for love that, to I have had you as a substitute I teacher. Was a, I was a terrible <laughs> teacher. Uh, I've heard some of your teaching stories, but I thought you did it quite well, but I just wonder where the line is. It's an interesting point. Where you can discipline someone else's kids and it's okay Mm. or when you cross that line because i know at one stage i thought you might have crossed it everything you said was good but then you said hang on you look at me when i'm talking to you to a three-year-old yeah and i thought it's a good point you raised but He's three. Yeah, no, three's, that's three, mate. People, back in the days, three-year-olds three were working in coal mines, mate. Three-year-olds were working in coal mines. Yeah, I have it on good authority. Yeah. Passing the baskets in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. hands, you get send little them, holes. Send them the pasties down. That's, that's right. <laughs> they can put the jelly knight in the holes with the small hands. <laughs> Those are your history books, mate. Here's the lighter stumpy. Can you put that's that it, in there? That's yeah. it, that's it. Yeah. How many did you release today? Oh, three. Three, yeah, yeah. but we've got another three coming through that's tomorrow. It. 
Now, I just wonder where the line is. And the listeners probably know what I'm talking about here. You've got kids running around your house. And look, all kids are great. I love kids. They're all fantastic. And they've all got to learn and they've all got to work out where the boundaries are and they test those boundaries. What I'm saying is if you're not their parents and their parents maybe aren't in the vicinity at the moment or even in the vicinity and not doing anything about it. That's the big one. Where's the line? I don't know because let's say hypothetically, and this isn't based on any situation I've experienced, all right? Just want to put that out there. Yeah. If that kid's breaking something in your house. Yes. And the parent is standing idly by and, and watching going, that, isn't he cute? Isn't he cute? He's just exploring himself. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, surely you step in and go, no, 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 no. That was a present from Steve War or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> that baggy green. That baggy green. the green. only one he ever wore. 134 tests and... <laughs> He's just throwing it like a frisbee across the room or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That's, that's stepping in to preserve your own property, I suppose, and that's different. But Yeah, but then what the parents might get upset or even the little kid you spoke the other day, little three-year-old, and what happens if he goes all full metal jacket on you? Which, which bit of it? You know, like when he, you know, oh. the bloke comes down hard on him and eventually it just gets too much and he oh, goes Oh, you crazy. reckon when he's 14 and just yeah. he'll be standing over with a, with a butcher's cleaver or something. Yeah, he goes, yeah. I remember that. That's right, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah no, it could happen. You've got to be a, a bit careful there, mate. <laughs> yeah. He'll go, I'm looking you in the eye now, big fella. Ask the boy look at me, jeez. <laughs> it was fun to watch, Tim. It was fun to watch. You're right, because where, where do you draw the line? But I think if, if it's your house and the kids are wrecking something of yours, that's that, you're within your rights to step in. Obviously. Because... But that kid wasn't wrecking anything. He just wasn't looking at you when he was talking. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, they're, look, they're, they're great kids. They're fantastic. They are great kids, mate. And, uh, and most kids are. They just need a little bit of guidance. Right. They? And, and you gave it to them, Tim. Thank you very much. And yeah. I'd just like to say, as an ex-school teacher, don't send your kids to a Steiner school, for f***'s <laughs> sake. <laughs> needs to settle down a bit. Well, he's angry, mate. He's raging. He's a bit busy raging. Not more him, is it? What What do you mean by him? It's them. They're a band. Yeah, but what's his name? Throwing Tim. Yeah, it's (laughs) alive, man. It's just so angry. Yeah, I know. That's because they're called Rage Against the Machine. I know. Why not just, like, miffed against the machine or... I'm a little bit upset against the machine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just... I've got something to say against the machine. Could you just stop and listen? Could you look me in the eyes while I talk to you against the machine? That right. is perfect. Right, yeah. so last week for work, I went to Sale, Sale, Victoria. Now, those of you that are listening from overseas or other parts of Australia, look or it up. Sa- or Sale. Or Sale, yeah. Look it up. <laughs> look yeah. it up. No, they're too busy on meth. Yeah, that's I right. I shouldn't well, have said that. That's not nice. That's right. No, well, they've got them. other drugs there too. <laughs> they've got a wide range here. Any chemists in Sale? Well, plenty of those. Yeah, yeah. plenty of those. Just no shops. I just... I, I think it's the geographical equivalent. You know how everyone's got that one drink? that they absolutely demolish themselves on when they were young and they just can't touch ever again. Yeah. What's yeah. yours? Uh, it's Black Sand Booker. Yeah, mine's um, Southern Comfort. Oh, yeah. Southern well, we, Comfort. We all drank it because it was sweet, didn't we? Yeah. That and, um, <laughs> yeah, Southern Comfort's terrible till. Mo- Mississippi Moonshine was another variation on the same theme. Yeah, okay. And so anyway. How old are you? <laughs> 43? What do you mean? Moonshine, wasn't it? Like, no, Mississippi yeah. Moonshine was like a cheap, cheap Southern Comfort. Cheap, oh, cheap was bourbon, it? yeah. You could buy it. It was absolutely appalling stuff. Anyway, so... I went to sail for work. I had to take a group of trainees there. And I went there as a very young man. I was a younger man with the Air Force. Yep. And when you go to sail with the Air Force, you go out to RAF Base East Sail and you're way out of town and you're staying in these big tilt slab, sterile yuck buildings with little native shrubs and it's just miserable. And it's so cold. 
I've never been as cold in my life as I was. A bit like your Ballarat story about wearing the T-shirt, yeah, right? Yeah, wearing the T-shirt out, yeah. And then you go out in a town, and for some reason, everyone hates you because you're in the Air Force. And you go, mate, I tell you, Air Force are pussycats, right? Mm. i tell you what we'll do. We'll take out the Air Force of sale, and we'll put in, like, an infantry unit or a commando unit. Then you'll learn what it's like to have a military unit in town. Mm. They are menaces. Yeah, okay. Right, we are nothing, Compared to them. Oh, mate, Darwin and Townsville, holy shitbags. Are we still talking about sale? Yeah, yeah, but just saying, they didn't appreciate what they had. <laughs> <laughs> I, had one, I had one particular night I went out in sale when I was in the Air Force, and I went out with a guy who was going to be a dentist in the Air Force, right? So yeah, a just, dentist in the Air Force? Just, just hold on to that for a minute, right? Yeah, right. He was going to be a dentist in the Air Force, like the least fightingest person in the military, right? So if you're flying a plane to you get your tooth shot out... Yeah, that's Go right. See yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah right. Or probably even, you know, if you just got a sore tooth before you're going to fight yeah. a plane, it'll help Old you out. Gaps O'Hallahan went and saw him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know him too. And yeah. um, anyway, he was about five foot tall and weighed about 50 kilos, right? He was a tiny bloke, yet he wanted to fight everyone in sale. <laughs> everyone. And we were out, we were the last two people out, and I was with him. And we had like three quarters of sale, the male population, so they just want to beat the crap out of him. Yeah. And right. you know when you're holding your mate back? And yeah. you, with one hand, and you go, guys, lovely, thanks very much. I'm so sorry, yeah, we're yeah, off now. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. okay, he's okay. And then yeah. from this side, you're getting, you're all, oh, I hate you all, yeah, you're a shit. Yeah, no, yeah. you're not, shut up, no, shut just, up. Just walk Boys. out, mate, just oh, walk out. It was out. just impossible. And then we're trying to order a cab after midnight on a weeknight and sale, right? Mm-hmm. Doris has gone home, there's no cabs, right? Yeah. There's no one around. And every cab that did come past, you give the finger to you. <laughs> what chance you got? <laughs> what chance? That was so just angry. Oh, was he, he ginger? No, he was. He should have been. He's an honorary ginger. He should have been ginger, shouldn't he? But, so we ended up having a walk. Like, I don't know how far it is out. You know when you go to sale and you go that roundabout with the propeller on it? Yeah, And it says, yeah. oh, sale. So from about there, yeah. I don't know, what is it? It's about I think eight. that's their tourist attraction, yeah? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a big sale, selling point. <laughs> you go about 8Ks down that road. I reckon we walked every single one of those. Yeah. Thanks to this dickhead. And I can't remember his name, and I wish I could, because I'd be happy to name him. We, we could give him the Justin Murphy Award. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. retrospectively. But <laughs> So maybe it's not sale's fault. Maybe it's his fault. But I just don't like sale very much. Is that why you don't like sale? Because oh, I can think of heaps of reasons, but you've come up with like <laughs> the most obscure one. But that's what our show's all about, isn't it? Yeah, obscurity and tangents. Yeah. And, but no, yeah. and I just I just don't like it because it's 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 not very pretty. Like it's it's a swamp. When yeah. you drive from Sale out to where we do the fire training at Longford, yeah. it's just swamp. It's yeah, just. I'll put it to you. You don't like it because that's where we go to do fire training. Well, partly because I'm there for work. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know if the the listeners know this, but Tim's a trainer of fire training. Yeah. So he's in charge of a lot of people on those trips, aren't you? Oh, and with yeah. that in mind, Tim is actually the most popular I've ever seen a ginger to be on those trips. Most sought after. For yeah. one reason, one reason only. Because I'm friend. paying for the stuff. Because he's got the credit card. So. Oh, no, stay out, yoni. It's all right. No, yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah, come and have a drink with me, Tim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. can you pay? Yeah. Can you pay? He's got oh. the company credit card. Keep, so he's keep the, the most, tab going. He's the most popular bloke on those trips. And I've actually stipulated, because we're, we're obligated to go every three years. You are. And I've said to him, I'm not going unless Tim Young goes. Jeez. If he's in charge of the credit card, I'm going. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not interested. Do you know what I've taken to do in these days? Like, in the old days, which I think you were a part of, I would go and go, all right, guys, okay, last drinks, I'm about to go. I started that. Yeah, and you started that. Yeah. yeah. Dickhead, I realised you could put like seven or eight drinks in the tap <laughs> and just grab one. <laughs> That's right. and just kept drinking all night. These days, I just ghost. 
I just go, I just yeah. shut off the tab and I walk out. Walk out. Okay, yeah. see you guys. And they go, oh, is the tab finished? Has yeah, anyone yep, ever so. pulled you up on that credit card? Has anyone ever examined it, the bill or anything? No, like, no, everything's, everything's been completely within bounds. Oh, that's so right. Never straight outside what I've See, I, I actually have done a bit of research before tonight, Tim. I told you I spent a bit of time yeah, on, on the show tonight. Mm. And I actually looked, because what I realised is nobody's probably bothered to inspect some of the charges on your credit card. Oh, yeah. And cool. I found a couple here. Oh, yeah, this is good. Right? Yeah. This is from the hotel in sale that we oh, stayed yeah, at. Excellent, yeah. And there's a few pay-per-view movies oh, cool. on your bill. Oh, this is good, yeah. Right? And I've managed to get a copy of it. Oh, I'm just going to read a few excellent. out here. Excellent. You have, um, you have been working hard. Now, I'm not sure if these are legitimate films or X-rated films. Well, hey, what's wrong with X-Ray? That's a legitimate team, eh? Or triple X-rated, okay. The first one was The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, well, that, that could be Batman. Uh, next one... <laughs> Batman, very let, good. Let the right one in. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a vampire thing yeah. or whatever. Adventures in Babysitting. Um, <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. The Bone Collector. Uh, <laughs> where the Wild Things Are. Like, how many... How many... You can't defile that. It's a children's book. Bad Teacher. That, that's a great movie. Some of Cameron Diaz's finest work. And, know, and the last one, he was the Banger Sisters. So I'm wondering what's bang. going on over there, Tim. Uh, All legitimate movies, thank you. I'm a keen yeah. student of the moving picture. Well, I did look up the Banger Sisters after seeing that one there because it sounded like something I might be interested in. Yeah. And, uh, and Irish. I, I saw it's got Goldie Horn and a, a Ginger Lady, which is probably why well, you watch it, Susan Sarandon. I'd so, watch that. Yeah, I'd watch oh, that. sorry. It's a proper movie. Yeah, yeah. right. Still, She'd probably give you the Goldie. I horn. still, I still. That's right. I still think about Asher Keddie and Ronda Rousey. Oh jeez. Yeah. Let's play a song and move on. <laughs> Kentucky Woman. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's mailbag. Some of the best music out jingles. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, you like a few of them, don't you? I What's do. your favourite one? Oh, the stuff one. The stuff one. Yeah, yeah. it's up and about. It's good. Yeah, it sort of gets you. It's like a bit of Mexican or something. It a bit is, of yeah. Spanish guitar. Well, we had burritos for dinner, didn't we? We did. Yeah, that was Lovely. good. We all yeah. sat around and it was like some sort of. Well, it felt like we were back. You know, <laughs> we both cooked them together. That's it. We, we, did, we stood yeah. over the stove and looked that's into each it, other's eyes, it, yeah. and not an air fryer inside. No, that's right. We didn't. That's use the it. other thing. That's the first thing I've cooked in God knows how long without the air fryer. Yeah, that's right. That's tried and thought of that. Mm. Yeah. So we're off to mailbag. Mailbag. Okay. Well, we've got the first one. You mind if I go ahead? No, please. All right. So this is uh, Lisa from Cowra mm. in New South Wales. Okay. All right. Now. You paid Facebook. Oh, no, this is the one where she sent the photo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. You paid Facebook to dump your sponsored shit on my timeline, so I'm returning the favour. Enjoy. And it was a picture of a poo. And she put a picture of a poo on a lawn. Yeah. Like a lawn with a big Mr. Hanky on it. Bit of log. It was a log. It's a decent size, isn't it? Well, I was going to say that. A beautiful grass, well-tended, green, lush, alive, and a healthy log. Whoever did that log... Is well, that's what I'm wondering. This is my point, right? Yeah. So it didn't look like it was downloaded from the internet, is what I'm saying. It looked like it was taken in high def from a camera phone. Well, you'd know you're being a filming doodad person. Well, that's what I thought. You know, when you download images from the internet, yeah. they tend to have a certain, like they've been sent a few ways, yeah, they've been grainy. explored and a bit grainy. Yep. This one looked like just from a camera phone. So I'm wondering if she's a jogger. <laughs> She's actually, you know, do you remember the pooing jogger? That was jogger? awesome. That was one of my favourite things that ever happened. <laughs> the mystery pooing jogger. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know where she lives, but there was one, wasn't there? There was. Well, we had, when I was at Uni in Townsville, we had a mystery poor in the showers. Yeah. And because uh, this is back in the day, so you had a, a pretty much a guy's wing with some chicks in it, but then you had a whole uh, wing with just women in it. And someone's yeah. going around in the showers, pooing in the showers. Really? Yeah. Not even the good courtesy to waffle stomp that poo down. <laughs> I mean, most of us have that courtesy, don't we? Waffle stop. Is that a word? It is now. Can I? That's weird. Next, waffle stop. Let's go. Uh, anyway, um, thank you to Lisa from Care. Care even sounds like the sort of place you have plenty of patties lying around, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, uh, next one. Yep. This is the second time this lady has written in. Mm. Um, she wrote one a couple of weeks back about 007. Um, oh, okay. So this is Elise oh, from yeah. Geelong West. Saw a video of a ginger kid punching on. He went nuts. Can you blokes fight like that or are you too fat? Wow. There's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Well, there's a lot to unpack. First of all, I know the video she's talking about. It's been sent to me about 10 times, Tim. <laughs> like anything else to do with gingers, I just cop it you again do. and again yeah. and again. I don't know why I'm not even ginger. Anyway, but he went Ken Bruce. Ken Bruce. Who's Ken Bruce? Ken Bruce has gone mad. Ken huh? Bruce. Hey, very yeah. good. Yeah. So he went crazy. He knocked about five kids to the ground in like a stairwell. And they were all at him, and he just went bang, 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 yeah. just, just came yeah. more. You know how cigarette packets have health warnings on them? Yeah. That's what ginger kids should have on their fronts. They should wear T-shirts that say, oh, I can be dangerous to your yeah. health, because ginger kids are angry. Well, they're angry for a start, and we can fight. Well, most I, of I, us. I can't. I mean, I can't either. I've never thrown a punch in my life. Well, there's UFC fighters like Conor McGregor. Is he ginger? He's ginger. Of course he's ginger. I mean, he's dyed his his hair now like all do, Nicole Kidman. They all try and act like... Even Ed Sheeran's not ginger these days. It annoys me. What? He's dyed his hair too. Ed Sheeran's dyed his hair. There's there's Conor McGregor. That's like OnlyFans giving up on porn. (laughs) Ed Sheeran can't dye his hair. I know. He should be the the flagship of all of us. But there's another one named Ian Gary, who's a bit of a tank. They can fight. I think me and you would be more like... Who would we be like? Don't know. We'd be like fat bastard. Yeah, that's from uh, Austin Powers. Doing the blind windmill. Yeah. <laughs> the the arms flailing. <laughs> Boom flying it. everywhere. That's but, it. Uh, look, Elise, uh, that's the second time you've written in. Um, yeah. Big fan of the show, obviously. What, what do you reckon she looks like? I don't know. Don't know? Don't know. It's funny, mm-hmm. isn't it? Some things come up across the desk here when we're talking. I think we I always go, what well she looks like. Yeah, but uh, there's no I'm sure she's lovely. I'm sure she is yeah, too. Uh, that's right. We love people writing in. We, we, we give them crap because they give us crap, but it's all in jest, mate. We, it is. It's, it's, we that's we right. love people writing in, mate. If they stopped, I'd be shattered. That's it. All right, then. Last one. See you soon, Elise. Hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> last one. Uh, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi, lads. That's us. Uh, is there any chance you guys can just stop? Please, enough <laughs> is enough from Micah in Newtown. Now, Micah. Not... <laughs> she might have a point, Tim. We talked a lot of crap already tonight. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Micah, I hear what you're saying, um, yet you continue to listen, so joke's on you. Yeah, should we stop? Do you reckon Micah has a point? No way. We had five episodes downloaded in California the other day in Did the we? States. That's mm-hmm. Hollywood's in California, mate. We could be on the go here. We had an episode downloading in Bosnia. Next thing you know, shit kicked off. Well, we didn't so. want to say anything live on air, but we had an episode, a couple of episodes downloaded in Macedonia. Really? Yeah. Now oh, there, watch out for yeah, trouble there. Yeah. The Macedonians are a yeah. bit more red-blooded than us. Ooh, hello. Oh, look, I think Mike has a point, I think. Mike, you... Micah, thanks. Micah, is it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, if she can't spell her name right, then not a chance up. No, that's it. Absolutely, yeah. We could stop. Look, what else are we going to do, mate? How else are we going to make a living, really? Well, hang on, you're going to get paid to make a living. 
Play a song. We're not getting any money, are we? No, not a, not a, Why are we doing it then? Not a sausage. I don't know. Getting, we're not getting money. It's Why t- are we doing it? Attention-seeking behaviour. Mm. I'm just hoping if I do this long enough, I might get famous enough to one day get laid. I reckon that'd be great. Well, I've heard of people who have had sex. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, look, can I just... Well, I think of it, sorry. Well, the only person I've seen naked in this house is you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's disappointing, <laughs> isn't it? Can I just put it out there? Um, one of the guys with whom we both work in our day jobs, Tex... Ryan Jackson yeah. listens to us as, hey, he's dri- as he's driving. He's a to funny bloke. He's a funny bloke, and he drives the about I've met, fifteen actually. hours each way to go to work. Lives in he almost lives in Sale, doesn't he? Yeah, he's out that yeah. way. Yeah. Anyway, so Tex, we appreciate you listening, mate. And we Thanks, pre- mate. Yep. Uh, we uh, want you to ring in and lend your own unique. Let, let's get him to write in. <laughs> let's get him to send something because I know the bloke can't spell or write or use a computer. So that'd be interesting as an experiment. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to stop bagging our listeners, don't we? Yeah, oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Play a song. Tex, I love you. And look, even if I saw you naked in this house, it'd be better than Tim. Jesus Christ. I don't know where that came from. Play a song, quick. That was Ace of Base with all that she wants. Tim, am I rocking your world at the moment? I used to enjoy uh, Ace of Base as a youngster. I'm sure you did. <laughs> you told me off air how much you enjoyed that as a youngster. I did. Them and Roxette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't. Eurythmics as well. Boy George. Annie Lennox. Boy George's band. What was his band called? Uh, Culture Club. Culture Club. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't them or anything. Yeah. Like It wasn't. Bros. No, oh, Bros. Oh, new Kids on the Block. Or any of those. There was a lot of great acts out there is what I'm Don't saying. Don't cheapen my love for these people <laughs> when I was there. The other one was uh, Annie Lennox. She I like rock, how you caught love. She used to rock my world as a kid. Yeah? Strangely, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't no. know. You've told me in the past you thought she was lesbian. But maybe that was part of the attraction. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is that yeah. still a thing for you these days? Or? <laughs> well, I think we should move on. All right, let's play um, a jingle. Absolutely, come on. <laughs> And now it's time for an update on stuff. Yes, it's that time of the week where we talk to our correspondents from Queensland. And this week, the uh, pleasure goes to Associate Professor David William Bade. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Tim. Good evening, Luke. How are you? Hey, Davey. What's going on? Now, I received some excellent stuff on whatsapp from you the other night because what i like about you is you don't just tell me it's hot in queensland you show me that it's hot and i believe that your good lady wife took some photos of a bloke just walking in the nick just down logan road just dark as walking along you know neighborhood road yeah main, main street in brisbane uh had had some clothing in his hand didn't want to wear it um <laughs> carrying well there was there wasn't too much clothing but he was carrying something um, but we got an alert from the school about 20 minutes after that photo that there was uh, all the, the kids... That the principal had disappeared? So I think he ventured a little bit too far into areas he shouldn't have. Yeah, right. And now, I'm just looking at it now. Did you say that this was on Logan Road? Logan Road, mate, just down from the beautiful IGA where I do my now, grocery Just for those of you that haven't been to Brisbane, Logan Road is one of the major arterials in Brisbane. It is a massive road. So old mate's obviously going, nah, we're not wearing the clothes today. It's too hot. And he's just got in the nick and walked down one of the main roads in so, Brisbane. So the breeze of all the cars whizzing by wasn't enough. <laughs> Apparently he not. He had to um, just make sure that breeze got everywhere. It was 9am, peak hour traffic. <laughs> 9am. So there's a lot of kids going to school, that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You're, you're a weird bunch, you Queenslanders. Has anyone ever told you that? It was hot. It was hot. <laughs> I had to get it. It was hot. 
Yeah, it gets like that when it gets to 25 degrees here, mate. We all just strip off and <laughs> dance around the yeah. house. Mm. Well, the thing I remember about going to London, remember going, to, you've been to London and, you know, Dave, you've been there too. And you go to London, it gets about 13 and sunny and suddenly they're all just nude. Oh, not nude, but they're shorts and t-shirt. Well, no, yeah. no, nude. Nude no, in the park no. in yeah, Norwich, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mustn't, I mustn't have gone to the same parties in London as you. Oh, yeah, no. Because so. I'm such a wild child. <laughs> they must have been pretty hot here the other night, mate. We've got a really good heating system here because Tim wandered out nude during a party as well. Well, that's different. That was in the comfort of our own home. I mean, that's not Logan Road in Brisbane, though, is it? No, and that's that's just what Timmy does. Oh, he just likes to get likes to get the kid on show. Yeah, <laughs> little Tim. Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't the nudist one of our friendship group. You can't Tony, even talk. Can't. Is that, is that I, worked up about it? Tony O'Neill was forever in the nude, and we asked him to meet Tony one day. Well, well, yeah, but he had a good rig as well, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he did, as well as what Tim's got now. So, well, yeah, no, he did. Now, yeah. Dave, what's going on up in Brisbane at the moment? Are you all? You know, is COVID even a thing anymore? Are you getting vaccinated, or you're just dragging the chain up there? What's going on? Oh, mate, we, we, we've hit the point where we've decided to to let people into the borders by air, not by car, just by air. What's the difference um, there? If, if they're vaxxed, well, they just still get um, called. Bought by the cops at the border now, and if they don't have their right paperwork, they get turned away. So you got to fly in, but um, you know it is dragging the chain here. But if we do get an outbreak here, we are stuffed because we haven't dealt with it, and it's just going to run rampant. I'm pretty sure. So, so, so what's uh, your vaccination rates at, mate? Uh, well, we've just hit seventy percent double vax. Oh, that's not too bad. That's oh, shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some of our regional communities though that are still sitting in the sort of you know, 40s and 50s, so they're going to struggle. The good news is no one's leaving the coast up in Queensland, mate. Everyone's staying no. right where the water is. No, no, no. We worry about the rogue Victorian coming up here and, and infecting us all. That's all we're worried about. Well, yeah. it's happened before. Yeah. And I'll be up there soon, mate. I'm bringing the kids up to Movie World. Oh, very good. Very where, good. where do you live, Dave? Um, a long way away from Movie I was going to say, because we're looking for accommodation. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome to stay here. Well, I did tell the kids that there's movie world, there's dream world, and then we can go stay with Dave and see naked people just walking the street with their clothes in their hands. That's right, yeah. Nude so, world. Nude world. <laughs> now, do you still go out to Roma and do work? Mate, I do. I do. I go out there monthly um, and treat the, the lovely folk of the southwest. And what's the attitude in the uh, southwest towards vaccination? Oh, look, there's some places, like if you go to a place like Underwindy, it's the highest vaccinated town in, in uh, Queensland just because it's on the border. Um, if you go more centrally though, there's there's a few people there that are, are still hearing the, the, uh, the anti-vax sentiment and the worry and the rest of it. So um, they're doing their best. Um, there's a lot of people that sort of live a long way away and, and don't really see two people for a month or so. Yeah. So they're not worried about it. But um, yeah, I, I think the message is still getting out there. It's all a bit slow, but I think it's getting there. Can I ask you another question? Sorry. Are you going out to uh, the lovely uh, jewel of the West Chinchilla for the races this year? Is that a thing for you? <laughs> Mate, I haven't been out for a few years and unfortunately I'm on, on call for the whole Christmas period up here. Oh. So I'll, I'll miss it again this year. And What about the I'll Melon Fest in Chinchilla, That's mate? It, yeah. The Melon Fest is mate, huge in Chinchilla. Every, every, every second year, uh, it's, it's a great festival, particularly to watch the guy who wants to smash the most melons against his head to win a, like a, a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a ridiculous thing, but um, you know they do they do some bit of grass skiing, whack, whack a couple of melons on your feet, and do a bit of grass skiing, 
it's a, it's a wonderful event. Um, but I actually, I actually haven't haven't been. I've just yeah. seen all the footage from it. I've been there once, Wayne. Sure. I tell you what, you've never seen so many gingers in one place. Is that right? In Chinchilla. Yeah. Not only do they smash the melons against their head, they hear the word melons and they just come like zombies. <laughs> Because we're very deprived. Oh, I can't tell you how much fun. Everyone listening, if you get the chance, go to the Chinchilla races in the weekend before Christmas. Yeah. You won't have a better time. Um, it is great. From the horses being put down before they can be drug tested to uh, horse and Tony O'Neill bare knuckle fighting at 9pm at night. It's just, I can't <laughs> recommend it highly enough. Mate, and speak, speaking of the West, I just have to throw a shout out to the greatest show on television, Yellowstone. I'm not sure if you guys have watched it. It's good. Have you watch Yellowstone? Is that Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner, his greatest, his greatest appearance ever. But oh, got a character, I have to watch it. He got a character on. who's a great ginger. Her, her name's Beth Dutton, and my wife's found this shirt with a print on it saying, "I'm halfway between Mother Teresa and Beth Dutton," and that tells you what sort of what sort of good girl she is. There you um, go. It's a great show. Great show. Right. Great ginger. Um, great ginger. It's nice to hear the gingers going well, isn't it? It'll make yeah. Tim appreciate my music taste a little bit more. Well, we'll move on to that because we're running out of time. What have you got for us this week to win me over? It's a, a band that I really, I really like now for the last year or so. The Animal Years—they're not—they're not an Aussie group, but um, they sort of border on that sort of folk. With a there's a little bit of country in there, but this is just a, a great tune to get the people going. Is there a banjo in there? Animal I don't years. think there's a banjo. It's more of a rock, but um, you know you'll you'll dance you'll dance naked, Tim. No doubt. Right. Well, <laughs> shirts off and let's what, go. What, what the good thing is, Dave, is that. Uh, I've been pretty busy lately down here and I've had a fair bit on today. And Tim texts me about 20 minutes before the show started and goes, Animal Years by Caroline. So I've had to really work hard to dig this one out, mate. So I hope the listeners enjoy it. Otherwise, it really wasn't worth my time. Yes. <laughs> Good to see you, David. Yeah, so that was Caroline by Animal Years. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. Banjo-esque, though, isn't it? We've had this discussion, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. no, all right. Nah, I love Dave, so it's okay. No, no, um, I know it, I like Dave too. Yeah. But the thing is that a lot of his music tends to be a similar vibe. Is that fair to say? Mm. You know? It's he easy to see, and I like it, yeah. but if you've heard the first two, you've heard the rest, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway, that's Animal Years by Caroline. I'm sure that... No, hang on. Caroline by Animal Years. Yeah, see, so you don't yeah. know which is the song, which yeah, is the artist. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem. It? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing now? <laughs> Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. Oh, do you know what? I love this part of the week. That's your favourite jingle. No, it's not your favourite jingle. No, no, the stuff, stuff. one. I yeah. want to hear about your topic at the moment. Oh, well, what's the date today? The date today is November the... 17th. 17th, right? So we're in that period. The grand final is what? 25th of September? Yeah, something like that? I, like, you can't even remember. Can't even remember, right? Yeah. Ages ago. And the first test doesn't start until December the 8th. Yeah. So we're right slap bang in the so middle of nothingness. Nothing. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, but what about the horse racing? Do you know what? Bugger the horse racing. Horse racing never stops. It's just the venue that changes. Yeah. Uh, to me, you could be watching the Stony Point Race 3 or the Melbourne Cup. It's all the same to me. Yeah. yeah I, I lose either way. That's right. Yeah. I lose either way and it's just miserable. Yeah. The time between the end of footy season and the start of cricket season is a sporting wasteland. I sporting absolutely 100% agree. And then the rev heads get all worked up because Bathurst's on. Who cares? And, and you know what? The 12th man summed it up, and you have to bleep a few words out here when he had... Who was the guy that used to commentate the F1? He goes, the cars have just been going round and round all f***ing day. It's so f***ing 
fucking boring. Oh, and spot that's on. And that's it. That's, yeah. I remember once. When it starts I, in the morning, finish at night, and nothing happens. Nah, it's right around the circle. That's right. I once worked behind the bar at um, the Darwin Supercars. This is yeah. years ago. Yeah. And bars obviously in a fixed position on the track. Every car is exactly the same. They had the same tyres, the same car. They changed gear in the same place. They did exactly the same thing. It was the most boring thing I've ever done. Yeah. And just a bunch of slack-jawed yokel rev-head dickheads that I had to deal with all weekend. Yeah, and, and hello to all the slack-jawed locals. Actually, you're our listeners. So, I love yeah, you all. They're, they're probably but, a fat and ginger fans. We love Bathurst, actually. That's right. But, uh, that's right. That's and and even, then, even if you like Bathurst, it's only one day. No, that's right. It's only it's one day. It's one day out of a three-month period yeah. where there's just nothing. Nothing. And I agree with you, mate. And, and I liken it to, and I don't want to be controversial here. We're going to be. I liken it to, you know, when you're sort of getting hot and heavy with a girl. Oh, right? I did that once. Yeah, did you? Yeah. What, what was that like? I don't know. It was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you're sort of yeah. like getting hot and heavy, yeah. and then you think, oh, this is all going to plan, and you're just about to get it on. She goes, oh, do you just mind waiting now? I've got to go to the bathroom, right? Oh, and what? then it's all off. Why did you throw it? your text out? <laughs> because. And then, and, then, and then you don't know, you, you're at a loss, you don't know what to do. You're that's sitting right. there for ages just going, should I get into bed? That's right, yeah. Should I be positioned like Ricky Gervais that's when right, she yeah. walks out with the, that Do I cover? sit on the edge of the bed? Yeah, do I, do I keep myself warmed up? Like, that's right. So what do you do during in between cricket? Is, is she going for number ones or number twos? <laughs> like, how long is this going to take, Tim? That's right. And between cricket and footy season, like, I'm a bit confused about our relationship. Like, can I still hang shit on you about being a Geelong supporter? No. I can't because it's done, right? The season's finished. We're together now because yeah. we're both Australian cricket fans. When, when the cricket season starts, I follow whatever team Lockie's coaching. That's right, which is University <laughs> of Queensland Cricket Club. At the moment? moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I follow yeah. them, mate. Otherwise, I feel like I might get in trouble. No, that's right. And look, that segues beautifully into your That's Crap. Well, it does, actually. That's a really good point. And I will give you That's Crap. It is crap. Thank you. That section of the year is crap. This is another thing, right? Australia won the World Cup the other night. We're all very happy yeah, to hear yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. Very thankful, yeah. right? But does anyone really give a shit? No. 2020 World Cup. One day World Cup, we all love it. It's, yes. got, it's got a bit of history. Went started in 1975. We've won it more than any other team. It's got a bit of, bit of gravitas. It's I went be... to the final against New Zealand at the MCG. Oh, were you there? I was there, mate. One of when, Mitchell uh, Stark's bold best. McCullum oh. fourth ball, I think it was, or fifth oh, ball. Something like that. You haven't heard a roar like that. The whole 110,000 at the MCG, they filled that place. Incredible. But 2020, no one, no one even knew it was on, mate. None no. of my mates knew it was on. I said, oh, we won the World Cup. They go, what World Cup? Yeah. I didn't even know it was on. No. And then, and that's it. So we were playing against New Zealand, and just quietly, I quite liked the New Zealand cricket team. They yeah. seem to be semi-decent people. Yes. And they go about their work really well. Oh, and, me too. I've got a lot and, of respect And for I them. was... Absolutely stoked when they won the Test Cricket World Championship against yep. India. But then again, you could have had Hitler's Select Eleven playing against India and I probably would have been going for them because I can't stand the Indian cricket team. I'm glad you said the Indian cricket team. I, I think a good example of how bad the World Cup was going, right? Yeah. I got up the next morning and forgot that it was on. Uh, yeah, I knew it was on and I said, I've got to watch that. I've got to start and watch it and then just completely forgot it was on. Woke up the next morning and saw an article on news.com and it was like Australia with all the team celebrating, right? And I thought, yes, we won it. And then like about two hours later, I was chatting to my young fellow and I went to show him the article and it wasn't at the top anymore, <laughs> right? It had been, been you know what it had been replaced by? Go on. Pip Edwards' bold G-string pants. 
Oh, well, that is an important story. Well, it was a fascinating read, Tim. <laughs> oh, can imagine it probably was. <laughs> what Good I'm saying on... is it lasted there for as yeah, long yeah. as it took for... Because all those news stories, they only go with like who's reading what. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I don't even know who Pippa Edwards is. But she was a G-banger. But as soon as I saw G-string pants, I was <laughs> enthralled. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've got to say that Pippa Edwards in a G-string pants would pique my interest more than Mitchell Marsh making runs in a T20 well, World Cup final. Speaking of Mitchell Marsh, Please. another person who plays a right in the final... I don't know if he did much leading up to it because, mm. like I said, no one really cares about no. this tournament. But he did all right in the final. All of a sudden, you've got people like Michael Clark going, oh, he'd be a certainty for the first test, wouldn't he? <sighs> yeah, how many times do you want to try this, Blake? Well, it's not that. It's, it's T20 and test cricket. It's like comparing a cheeseburger from McDonald's to a Michelin-star meal. Yeah. It's the junk food of sport. It, it's like the entry-level drug of cricket, right, to get yeah. the kids in. And then test cricket... It's like the many-faceted, beautiful painting so, that you see so all So you might make a nice cheeseburger, but it doesn't make you a Michelin star chef, no, is that's what right. you're saying. Absolutely. And it when it comes to Mitch Marsh, mate, he's had more chances than a Collingwood forward. Mate, he, he, he's been knocking up more meals at that pass than anyone else, and they <laughs> haven't passed muster. But look, and well done, and I've got to say that that innings that he played was pretty spectacular. He was seen it, but... You know, one innings does not a great cricketer make. And it's same with us. Like we got smashed in our last test series against India. Well, pummeled. Smashed. Pummeled. Smashed. We haven't played since. Nope. We win a World Cup, no one cares. About. And literally no one cares, mate. No. No one cares. No. In fact, I looked up a couple of sports that might rival our win. Tim. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Here's in. a couple of sports that we could win the World Cup in and it would have as much significance as us yep. winning the 2020. Face slapping. Is that a sport? That is a sport, mate. Holy jeez. Yeah, now, right. I know it doesn't sound that great, but I think if you think of some of our greatest sportsmen we've had in this country, they'd be really good at it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm thinking... Who? Ex-North Melbourne champions. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's a big, uh, big guy. Underwater rugby. Just keep going, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like rugby, but in slow motion, which is pretty much what I think of rugby. And the other one I've looked up here, which is an actual, an actual sport, is called wife-carrying. Yeah, no, I've seen that. They, they do it in Scandinavia. Yeah. Yeah. Wife carrying. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just figured I'm not twice divorced. I'm just sponsored. I've seen a few couples out at Karai where the guy might struggle, actually. So yeah. there's <laughs> some sort of handicap system. You better play a song, actually. Do, do you get like... No, but what is it? What is it, though, when you go to Karai, right, and you see the tiny, the tiny rat blokes with his... Okay. No, nah, get to a song. <laughs> Great song, Counting Crows, Up All Night, off their album Hard Candy, Tim. Yeah, that's all right. Hard Candy sounds like one of those videos you would have ordered when you're in sale. No, Hard Candy, I think of Sovereign Hill. I do? I do. The jars. Oh, they do. The, 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 yeah, the boiled yeah, lollies yeah. over there. Get People come from far and wide, don't they? They do. Poor old little Sovereign Hill. Yeah. Money-making juggernaut. Now, we've got an interview coming up with one of the great blokes going around, James McClure. Fantastic, can't people, people probably don't know who he is, mate, but he's accomplished. He's got a book out called Eight Stones. He played footy for the Cats. You know what I think about that. Yeah. Uh, and, and then went through some of the hardest times that any human has had to endure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, no. And he's still helping people, still going out there and doing stuff. Can't wait for that interview. Amazing human. But before we get to him, we've got to bring it the show down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. And, and we spoke about this last night. We were looking for someone for the Justin Murphy Award. Now, what is the Justin Murphy Award, please? The Justin Murphy Award is named after a bloke from America who wrote in and uh, gave us crap, was an absolutely hypocritical, just a whinger, sook, uh, carried just a on. Dickhead. 
a dickhead because he couldn't spell his own surname as That's well, yep. which really annoyed us. So let's play the jingle. Yep. Are you easily offended? Welcome to the Justin Murphy Club. So, Tim. Yeah. Oof. Uh, I mean, we're both seething, aren't we? Oh. I've never been this angry no. introducing this award no, as what we were what reading about this. Steam coming out. So where do we start, Tim? I think you need to give people a pricey of what happened. All right. So I'm going to read. This is an article that was on news.com yesterday. And I read it and I pointed it in your direction. You did. So it says here, this is the headline. A Brisbane couple has been left devastated after losing their hard-earned $75,000 house deposit to a perfect storm that involved greedy sellers and a screw-up from their bank. Right Now, what's happened is, in a nutshell, there was a couple in Brisbane, they offered $965,000 for their first home, right? They had no one else tip in, no one gave them money, their parents didn't contribute, they worked hard for that That was all their money. All their money, they worked hard for it, they bought a house, they agreed on the price, $965,000, not even a million dollars, right? For, money, for, right? for a, a two-story house with a pool, but it's only it's 564 square meter. Dream home, right? Perfect. So the date's approaching. They're with Westpac. They kept contacting Westpac saying, are you ready to go? They don't hear anything back. Westpac didn't get back to them. Now, there's a rule apparently in Queensland. In Queen, not anywhere else. Not, in, not anywhere else in no. Australia, just in Queensland. Yep. This is where I should have brought this up with Dave, actually. But there's a rule there that says, if you do not make that date you forego your deposit. So, so they, they put in a 75 grand deposit. Just to clarify, so if it was today at 2 p.m. Yep. and I was buying if, a property off you. If you get there at 2.30. And say, bad luck, mate. Can't do it. You miss out on. your deposit, I keep that. And not only that, I get to sell the house to someone else. Now, they knew it was coming. They've contacted Westpac. They say yeah. Westpac had dropped the ball completely, which is bad on them. Hugely bad. But that's all good though, because the seller, would have just gone, you know what, it's all good. I'll give you an extra couple of days. Totally so, so they contacted the seller, Tim. Yep, and there was a good and, conversation. And they, I gave them a couple of days. Yep, they said, uh, can you give us an extra week? Because it's not our fault. We're ready to go. But the bank is uh, struggling to get to this point. They didn't hear anything back. They contacted them again. They said, just give us an extra day. Apparently, Westpac were going to be ready the day after. I don't know how One they... Day, this is their job, 24 by the way. hours. All right, let's... Uh, look, bank, fair enough. They've put done a pin in thing. that. Let's put a pin in that. The sellers did not contact them. They refused to deal with them. And when that time ticked over, they immediately put the house back on the market and sold it that night to and someone took the else. Deposit. They took the deposit, 75 grand. We own that now. They just refused to help me out. First of all, Queensland government, what are you doing with that rule? If it's not the buyer's fault, but why I, is that a rule? For I, a I bet you'd find, I bet you'd find that it's never enforced. That uh, yeah, it'd be one of those things that's been there for ages. Never, like if you because no one's that much of a prick. That's right. And know? I've got to just it blew my mind that you would be that much of an asshole. Yes, and that's what they said too. They go, well, where's the humanity in this? That's Everyone's right. been going through crap last two years. These people have gone. You know what? We'll take the seventy-five, and they sold it that night to someone else for uh, I think it was sixty-five grand more than what the other people were paying for it. So they've made 140, 140 grand, grand in a day. In a day just from By being assholes. Being assholes. So yeah. I think we need to uh, there was a journalist's name at the bottom of that article. Now I'd like to get in contact with her I think. Find out who it is. I'd love to name him. And name him and shame yep. him because that is the most And I'll tell everyone, go around and tell them what you think of him. Uh, do you know what? You know? Where's that jogger that we were talking about before? Maybe they could go and do a little whoopsie on their front nature strip. Yeah. I don't know where Cow is as opposed to 
I'll pay the airfare to get up there. You'll pay the airfare. Absolutely. It'd be cheaper for you to go up and take a shit, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But look, honestly, mate, I... Well, it just, it boggles my mind how people can be that much of an arsehole towards yeah, other humans. Yeah, I mean, God, it's a day, mate. No, it's no skin off a nose. The only thing is they've realised they can make a bit more money by doing it at someone else's expense. That's the pit that annoys me. We all like making money, right? We I'm do. happy to steal the odd avocado off Coles. I'll be honest. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I'll yep. just put it go through as I figure they make a lot of money, you know, and I don't. But, and, but. But this is someone's, and they said in that letter, we haven't had a contribution from our parents. No. Or there's no auntie that died and left us money. We've worked for this. Yeah. And you're about to take us off over 24 hours that's not our fault. Yeah. And these people have just said, I don't care, I'm taking your money off you. And to me, that is disgusting. The lowest form of pond scum in the world. Exactly. Having if said it, that, Tim. Yes. I do have a property in Zilmere in Brisbane, <laughs> which has been underperforming. I paid about four ten six years ago, and I think the last appraisal was about three forty. I'd ride that out. So be all right. I'm about seventy grand in arrears. I'll ride that so out. So having said that, it's up for sale. If anyone <laughs> would like to make an offer, I've got a contact at Westpac, a ginger fellow who works there. That's it. Yeah. I mean, he's not in on the scheme. I just assume he's going to be slow at his job. That's it. <laughs> but I'm thinking that I could potentially get make my money another hundred forty grand. Yeah, hundred forty grand on that. Now, yeah. There was a happy ending, though. There was a happy ending, Tim, as yep. there is in most of our stories. Uh, the the bank chimed in and realised it was their mistake. Yep. And they've cost these people, and they gave them not just the money back, but a little bit extra to cover their uh, legal fees and to cover their the stress they went through. So they gave them a hundred grand, didn't they? They gave them a hundred grand. So that, that's good of Westpac. Yep. To do that, having caused the situation, but I don't want to forget these people no. who. I, I sitting at home going, geez, aren't we good? We've yeah, made under 40 grand, you know? I hope yeah, um, I don't know. I hope something really bad happens to them. What do you them. want to happen to them? Oh, I don't want to say it on air, but something really bad. And something that's completely not their fault. Yeah. It's like a meteorite falls on their car. Yeah, it's something that they just have no control While of. While they're in it or? No, nah, well, mm. not yet. Nah, but we won't do, you know that. What, do you know what I was just thinking about too is banks don't like giving away money. Banks mm. especially they don't like giving away $100,000. I reckon the bank's going to go looking for that. I hope so. In, in a roundabout kind of banky they, kind of way. I hope they get it back off them. So do um, I. And you know what? Justin Murphy Ward, it couldn't have gone to a better person. Whoever those people are, they don't have their names. Nah, they're in the uh, club. Get stuffed. Yep. That was Radio Friendly Unit Shifter. What do you think, Tim? I know you're a big fan of uh, Radio Friendly Unit Shifters. Is that the name of the band or the song? I don't know. I think it's a tool. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> is that what they call themselves? That's, it's Nirvana. It's Nirvana. Oh, well, they're saying no more. Yeah. Do you know that the drummer from Nirvana looks just like a younger version of Dave Grohl? Isn't that amazing? Don't like that one? I've used it before, I think. <laughs> Do I have to continue? Like, can I just go? I know I live here, it's but I just go to my room. It's good though, isn't yeah. it, hey? It's good. I want a soul can just go to my room. Uh, anyway, yeah. let's, let's get on past that because we've got an amazing guest mm. coming up. Uh, this is a bloke that I've known for probably a good five or six years, I reckon. Excellent. And um, a, a lovely fella. Played footy for the Cats, Tim. Well, you know, we've all got our crosses to bear, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Love anyone who played footy for the Cats. In fact, I looked it up, right? Yeah. Now, this bloke was the 931st Geelong player. Wow. Yep. Okay. So there's a few. Well, it's been a long time, I suppose, hasn't well, it? It's been a long time, but he, uh, he played in a year that we made the grand final as well. So we'll get into that. But uh, before I get too excited, we might have a round of applause. Absolutely. Bring it home for James McClure. We. Oui. <laughs> Easy effect, we can't. 
finish early, so just yeah. get comfy for Sorry, James. Actually, no, I've worked it out. I've worked it out. I can just sort of bring the volume oh, back. Oh, there we like go. That. Look yeah, at us see? learning. Yeah, getting better. We're getting better. How are you, James? I'm well, thanks, Luke. That How are good. you guys? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well, mate. Thank you no, so I'm much for coming on. We've been trying to get you on for a little while, mate, because you are one of the most interesting blokes that I know. Oh, that's a big rap. I don't feel that way now. <laughs> I have been through a few interesting things over the journey. Absolutely. So happy, happy to cover them. As we go along. Absolutely. Perfect, mate. There's lots of things we can talk to you about, mate. But just to let people at home know who James is, as well as being a great footballer, he's done a lot of things. He went, I think you went over to Barcelona and did your doctorate over there. Is that right, James? Uh, worked in a lab on ecstasy. I wasn't on ecstasy at the time. <laughs> Testing ecstasy. And, uh, do you have any contacts from those days? Or? There, came back to Geelong, uh, to Adelaide. To do my doctorate, so I did a yep. did a bit of studies. Yeah. Well, I didn't realise that, James. We'll talk after the show more about that <laughs> and uh, about how we can send parcels back and forth. But that's great. And then you you come back to Australia. You had a few issues, mate, with schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah. Came back. Um, probably entered into psychosis when I was travelling around around Europe and uh, had some bizarre thinking, thinking. I was a wizard and a prophet and very empowering at the time. Thought this is this is awesome. But then got back and uh, just probably kept going and started my doctorate and was playing for Woodville West Torrens in the SA NFL. Pretty big club over there. Massive club, yeah. yeah. Huge. Yeah, so it was just at the time looking back, I was declining in my mental health, but just kept going and doing what I the ordinary stuff, going to uni and playing footy and played in a reserves premiership with Woodville. And then we played in a senior grand final, 2001. And unfortunately got done by Central Districts. Oh, God, I hate Central Districts. They had an absolute golden era. They won eight out of 10. Wow. From 2000 to 2010. Wow. That's when Clarko was coaching them. Oh, is that right? Yeah, early on, he set up the dynasty for them. Yeah. Jeez, he can coach, can't he, Clarko? I learned more in that grand final than any other game of footy I played, I reckon. Yeah, is that right? He was just a mastermind. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's, a, he's one of the best, isn't he, Clarko? He's... So you saw him pretty early on, mate, before all the accolades and the premierships and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. When he was over in the sand fault, but yeah, he had... Uh, had Central's up and running and just a, a mighty machine at that time. Would it be fair to say you taught him all he knew? Uh, I wouldn't say so, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Won't get too ahead of yourself. So. No, fair enough, mate. Well, I met you through our good mate, Richie, and found out that you'd written a book called Eight Stones, which documents everything you've been through on your journey, mate, not just through footy, but through your travels and, and then through your mental health issues when you got back. Just yeah. an incredible book, mate. It just I couldn't put it down for one. It inspired me, just what you've been through and, and how you're so positive now because I know you now, mate, and you're just the most positive bloke. Let's start at the start, James. So you, you got drafted to Collingwood, mate? Ooh. Uh, yeah, drafted to Collingwood out of the Geelong Falcons. Wow. That really? was the inception of the TAC. Really? 1992. Yep. Um, 
and that was the year we won the flag for Falks. That's right, they did too. For the first year, some great uh, footy names. And so, yeah, it got drafted middle of that season. That's when they used to have a mid-season draft. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and I got drafted, I think, about number 11. And what was Collingwood? What, what, getting drafted to Collingwood, what was it like for your parents to stop talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad used to say to his mum, my gran, he'd say, Gran, um, who do you barrack for now? James has gone to Collingwood. And she goes, Oh, I can't barrack for Collingwood, but barrack for Geelong and James. Yeah, and that's that's it. Yeah. Very diplomatic, so, mate. Yeah, divided the family a little bit. But... Can, can I so, ask... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How, how how did you find out that you got drafted, and what was it like? I just you know, I just the amazing feeling. Yeah, like did you get a phone call or how did it happen? I, I, no, I was I'd spoken to a couple of clubs leading up to the draft. And, yeah. Um, then I was at school, and it was the day of the draft. I got called out of maths class. Yeah, which, good. So that missing was a maths bonus class in itself. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> went to the uh, principal's office and. They said, oh, some great news, you've been drafted. I was like, oh, Ripper, is it Geelong? I said, no. I said, is it St Kilda? I said, no. I said, oh, it's not Collingwood. (laughs) Being a Geelong supporter, I was like, oh, Collingwood. And they said, yeah, it is Collingwood. So that was my, yeah, I got drafted to Collingwood. Yeah, they got drafted to Vietnam too, mate. So. (laughs) Having said that I didn't like Collingwood at the start, prior to being drafted there, they were the most amazing club. The yeah. way they looked after their own, just incredible. They built us a house, had a lady that looked after us, cooked our meals, and wow. we got looked after a bit too well, I think. Didn't learn how to become an adult. An adult. Yeah, but, yeah everything done for They're you. an amazing club, ahead of the, their time. And who were some of the good players you played with back then, mate? Was Buckley there then? Uh, funny story, Buckley came after I got delisted. We were in Coventry House, and uh, that's the house for the recruits. I was doing my uni exams um, at Melbourne Uni, doing a science degree, and I'd been delisted, but Nathan Buckley got drafted, and they said, no, James, you can stay at Coventry Nathan, you'll have to find another place. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how great that the club was. So just he got they bumped did the for right you by me um, at the time, and I'm sure they were looking after him. Um, Somewhere else. Them. They, they had. Um, he, he got to move into Eddie's house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. No, that's great, mate. So then uh, you, you didn't get a senior game there, though, James. You were there for a couple of years. Is that right? Yeah, year and a half. Yep. Played. Uh, Pre-season match against Melbourne, I got tailed up by one of the Phoebe twins. Oh, yeah. Um, played in the back handy. pocket and just gave me a bit of a footy lesson. Um, and then played a pre-season practice match against St Kilda in Tassie. That's when Plugger Lockett was playing and Robert Harvey. And, and so you, brought, you played against those blokes? And, uh, I think we brought home a win. Wow. Um, yeah, played with some did very you, blessed to have played with some great players. Did you come into contact with Big Plugger, mate? Did you did you say get out of your way? And you said no, nah, mate. This is my space. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was keeping a wide arc from Plugger. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 
And, and no, it didn't go near. Now, I, I want to ask a question, like being a, you know, a rank amateur in all sports that I've pursued, but, you know, being an Australian sportsman of any persuasion, what's it like to run out onto the MCG and play? Like, that must be incredible. Yeah, it was. It was, Luke. It was... Um, I just remember the first game was at the G on a Friday night. Big crowd. There were about 63,000. Oh. Played north. And I was just... I crapped my deck, so I kept yeah. running out. The crowd was so loud. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is amazing. And, and north were at their peak back then, I wasn't stayed it? on the bench for three and a half quarters... Not, not in the day of, of rotations and the like. We're up by 14 goals. So <laughs> kind of had a lot of confidence in me. <laughs> so I came on with about five minutes to play and uh, started in the forward pocket, then got shifted to the back pocket. Yeah. And I got like a makeshift sort of handball on, in front of the Great Southern stand. And that was that was it. But we had a great win. Fantastic. I think Gaza kicked seven. Um, yeah. Was Kerry playing for the Kangas, mate? Yeah, I remember running out past him. I'm like, my God, you're huge. He's just a monster. <laughs> so a you've been man. on the field, you've played with Gaza, the greatest player who's ever played the game, and you played against Wayne Carey and Tony Lockett, probably two of the top five to ever play the game. Yeah, That's true. not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, they're, they're, they're icons of the AFL, aren't they? Most yeah, definitely. And you saw yourself short there, James. I looked up your stats last night, mate. And uh, you got two touches in that game, not the one. <laughs> so, oh, they've been very kind to me, I think. Yeah, well, I did see that in your first game. Now, your first game was against Brisbane at Kinnear uh, Park. First game was North. Second game was Brisbane. Okay. Well, in the Brisbane yeah. game, you got 14 touches, six yeah. tackles, right? And this wasn't in the stats, but I know this for a fact, that you picked up the ball and put it on Gary Ablett's tit for him to go back and kick the winning goal. <laughs> yeah? That's my claim to fame. There it is. Hey. I reckon that deserves it's a of applause. That. That's fantastic. How good is that? And what a great experience. And it, Canadian Park would have gone off its head when you did that. It would have gone crazy. Yeah, yeah it was a great memory. Oh. Great memory. Does this bring it back, mate? That was... This isn't playing. Why isn't that playing? Oh, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> a bit late. That's all right. <laughs> Something like that? So you've, you've had a great career there. They were in a grand final that year too. Yeah. So they had a pretty strong side. So it would have been a tough side to get into back then. Yeah, it was. We had some great on-ballers. Liam Pickering, Paul yeah. Couch, Buddha Hockey. Buddha Hockey, yeah. It's a good team, isn't it? Mark I think Mark Bairstow was still running around then. Yeah, there were some great players. So to get in there, mate, you've done a pretty good effort. Um, and, and, how did they, and you were the 931st Geelong player. Did you get like a baggy blue and white? Was there anything like that? <laughs> That, that's a good invention, Luke. Yeah, I <laughs> run with that. I might approach the club. They might give me an honorary one. Well, you've been, you've been on enough games. <laughs> so you finished up at the end of that year, mate. You went straight over to South Australia. Is that correct? Yeah, I went over uh, yep, at the end of the year. Got delisted in September. Went on a footy trip to America. That was a raucous time. Mm. To um, Las Vegas and... Uh, Anaheim to Disneyland. And Fantastic. Like, Just before we get on to South Australia, is there any little yeah. stories you can tell us about that footy trip, mate? Is there anything you're allowed to tell us? <laughs> well, I think I better stick to the old adage. What <laughs> goes, what 
stays on the footy trip sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what happens absolutely. on the footy trip stays on the footy trip. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think that's best practice. No worries, mate. Well, next time I catch <laughs> up with you, we'll have a quiet word about that one. Um, <laughs> so did you go straight over and play for Woodfield West Torrens at that point? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. went over. That was 1996 and started with Woodville. And, um, yeah, that's where I had... The, a large part of my career was with Woodville yeah. West Torrens. And it's, it's a, from 96 through to 2000 and end of 2003, uh, I think. Yeah. And, and Sandville is an exceptional standard, isn't it? Like, it, it's very, very good football. Especially back then. Yeah, more so. More probably. so back then. Because yeah, it, it, it was good footy. It was yeah. good footy. I think when they had, had the state games, we often beat the Vicks. Yeah, I remember that. I say yep. we, but the... How dare I say we? we I <laughs> do feel like I'm a Victorian. Yeah, come on, but James. In, yeah. No, mate. We, Sorry we, about that. At least we let you across our borders. <laughs> That's true. So, <laughs> and you finished up there, mate, because you got an opportunity to go over to Barcelona. What was that like, getting that phone call? Um, so, you know, I think it was probably when I, my mental health started declining, but yeah. I always wanted to travel. So I took the opportunity um, to get over to Barcelona and... Um, lived in Edinburgh for six months and worked over there and stayed with family and friends and um, yeah, then went to Barcelona and I just fell in love with Spain. It's an amazing place, um, so spirited and um, wonderful people and a great culture and so yeah, thought took uh, some work clothes in my, my backpack, mm. much to the dismay of my sister and brother. They're like. You're an idiot. Why are you taking your work clothes over there? Like, I want to make this a working holiday. So I ended up, yeah, going one night. I slept out on the street and uh, ended up sleeping in dog poo. And <laughs> a, bloke tried, a bloke tried to to um, steal my clothes and steal my watch. And anyway, he got dog shit all over him. And he's like, ah, oh, mierda, mierda. That's <laughs> great. A little bit of karma um, there for him, mate. Yeah, a little bit of karma. Man's best friend saved me that <laughs> night. Um, well, man's so best friend's later, best friend. I went friend. down to a few yeah. of the hospitals and um, was one called Hospital Del Mar, which means hospital on the beach. And so it was a hospital right on Barcelona Beach and they'd heard of the supervisors that I'd worked with in Adelaide. They were quite world-renowned and they said, you can come back and, and do your either do your doctorate with us or work with us. Wow, that's amazing. So it was amazing. That is pretty cool. And, and what did you do your doctorate in? Uh, clinical pharmacology. Wow. So looking at how and why drugs bind in a microsomal membrane. Yeah, so cool. Just in membrane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk the jibber. No, it's amazing. It's yeah, you've already lost me, James. In, it's called pharmacokinetics, how how long a drug stays in the body, Wow! how, how it's metabolised. We might have to have a chat about that too, mate, because they've just introduced drug testing at work. <laughs> <laughs> how did you guys go? Uh, oh, I did fine. Yeah, I got a bit crooked to go home. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> nah, all fine, mate. No worries about that here. You weren't swapping urine tests, were you? No, right. no, no. No, nothing like that. We're pretty good like that. We, <laughs> That's right. We, and then, mate, is that when you sort of started to have these experiences, which to you must have sounded or seemed like absolutely real, but which you now yeah, know weren't? Yeah. 
So how did that sort of start manifesting itself? Mm. Uh, yeah, just like one of the experiences when I was in the lab in Barcelona, I, I was uh, just checking my emails and I had a friend in Scotland and her name was Ailey and her name came up on the screen about five times. And I was like, oh, wow. And then it felt like her spirit filled the whole laboratory and... Um, the grow movement that I've been a part of in recent years talks about people getting spiritually high rather than being highly spiritual. So it's just that sort of describes what I was going through at that time and what I was experiencing. And like I just, yeah, thought I was a prophet and a wizard and um, just go, yeah, go around places and. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a bizarre feeling. It was so empowering, but bit by bit you're getting more and more disconnected from reality, mm. from the the truth, true reality, I, I guess. Mm. It is a reality in itself, being in that space, yeah. which is hard for other people to fathom, and they're like, what are you talking about? And, to you it must have seemed absolutely real, mate. Yeah. And, and having read your book... Yeah, uh, you you yeah. you felt really powerful, didn't you? You're like I'm I'm great. I'm I'm an important person. People are coming to me for advice, and just like I'm sitting here talking to you and Tim now, it must have seemed as real as that. And you just go with it because you don't have any other alternative mm. uh, to your reality. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly it. And you, people say, "Oh, how'd you get through it? What did you do?" And but you just live it. You just live. Like we're talking now, mm. I might be staring in the, when I was in psychosis, I might be staring at the sky and seeing the Holy Spirit a kilometre long and I just thought that was happening. I just thought that was my reality. So, yep. yeah, wow. it's just a, it's a really bizarre illness and a bizarre experience and you can have so many different thoughts and beliefs and um, that just aren't aren't true but at the time you just believe in them yeah it's like evil tricking you was the yeah bad tricking me into thinking that was happening when it actually wasn't so i guess at that stage james um while you were over in barcelona maybe even a little bit when you come back to south australia it would have been quite a, a great feeling like almost walking on air but then it turned on you didn't it, it what did. we what we might do mate is have a little break and play a song because we try and play some pretty good music here to keep tim happy mm. if yeah I don't, that's good if it's not a good song mate he just gives it to me i do so i've been really careful tonight in choosing the music i've chosen some of my favorites and we've got a bit of muse coming up do you like muse tim never heard of them no this is not going to go well james Anyway, we'll see how we go. We'll be back with James McClure in just a second. I already know what you're going to say. You're looking at me. You could not have been more bored while that. When was does on. the music start? <laughs> hey, what was that? I'm trying to. That wasn't even about broadening your horizons. I'm actually trying to pick stuff I think you'd like. Really? And that's from the 2000s. A lot of bad things happened in the 2000s, from, mate. from Absolution. The Muse is probably probably their best album, I reckon, in 2003. They made more than one. <laughs> Jeez. They're one of the great stadium rockers in the world, Tim. I'm, I'm, I 
I thought you'd know all about no, it, mate. Yeah. No, if rubbish, they didn't play at Wembley in 85, you're not interested, are you? In 86, mate. In 86. Twice. <laughs> on Friday and Saturday. Basically, you like Queen and that's Pretty it. much, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I thought I'd get you there, but uh, you never know. I might be able to reel you back with the last song. I, uh, pre- which, I appreciate your effort. Which was in the 90s. So at was least it? I'm moving more okay, towards the decade. Great. So. Anyway, we digress. We do. We've still got James on the line. Yep. How are you doing, James? What did you think of that song, mate? Was it all right? I didn't hear it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you're better off for that, James, let me tell you. Yeah, I think, I yeah, think uh, you'd yeah. probably agree with Tim, I'd Fair say. That's all right. I, I know when I'm outvoted, lads. That's it. As we were talking before the break, mate, you had some stuff start happening in Barcelona, and then you moved back to Adelaide, and you played footy again. Is that right? Uh, yep. Joy, yeah, came back in 2000, and uh, middle of 2000, the year that we played in a grand final, Woodville mm-hmm. West Torrens. I think that was against Centrals that year too, and they beat us that year. Um, that was a year I think came back and got a bit injured prior to the finals, did a hemi. It was like someone had shot a gun into my hamstring. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, came back and played in the Resi's Premiership there. I played to about 2003, I think, with Woodville West Torrens, the Eagles. Yeah. And then we just played locally and had had good fun down the beach, surfed a bit, Sounds played nice. a bit of footy. When did you know that things weren't right, mate, with the with the schizophrenia starting to kick in and your psychosis? When did you know? Was there a moment yeah. where you thought, "Oh God, this isn't good, or this isn't right, or it's mm. not happening"? Not really. My mum knew right from the start. Um, hmm. So prior to two thousand, um, she she said, "Oh, a couple, she just noticed a couple of things." And then it took my dad another couple of years before he came on board. He just thought I was an eccentric boffin, uni, huh. you know, uni student, a bit eccentric. And But I didn't really know. I just lived it. And even when I went to the Swanston Centre here in Geelong in 2006, I, mm. I probably didn't know what was wrong with me. What was I just, happening, yeah. I just knew I needed help at that stage. And... That, for me, was the turn of the tide when I accepted I needed some what, help. What sort of, I suppose, precipitated that thing where you, you felt you needed help? What was it that, that got you to the point where you oh, thought, geez, I need help? Just absolutely horrific um, thoughts and psychosis thoughts that even too terrible to say. They were yeah. just, yeah. Things got so pretty bad, mate, didn't they? Yeah. Like You went from being on top of the world and then when it caved yeah. on you, it caved on you big time. And to the point where you couldn't leave the house and everything was just playing out in front of you like it was real, like we're talking now. Yeah, yeah. I was literally in a living hell. That was my experience. I'd Jeez. look out my eyes and I could only see black and grey and there was no colour or greenery. So it's, a, it's really bizarre what the mind can do. So, yeah, I was... And I was came home to Geelong. My parents got me from Adelaide. Thank God for that. Yeah. And brought me back to Geelong and I was living in the family home and just like had a suitcase and was washing and brushing the suitcase with a toothbrush. I had obsessive compulsive and just didn't know what I was doing really. It was just so, so far gone and um, mum and dad had to wait until I... I said, yeah, I need help, which must have been 
so terrible for them. Must have been very hard. My family, it? my family. But thank God I did. I said, yeah, I need some help. And went into the Swanston Centre. Um, spent a couple of weeks there, got put on some medication, started eating and drinking again and doing some things of substance and started a recovery journey and a transformation. Fantastic. And you've turned your life around amazingly, mate, from those dark days to where you are now. You're helping people as a job, like you've you've done a lot of work in the community. You, uh, I think you just said off air that you might be starting a new job shortly. Are you able to tell us about that? Uh, yeah, so it's in, so the, the job I've been doing is in peer support, which is using your lived experience to connect with other people and share the recovery journey and sort of um, just be like a companion or a friend to that. people. And, but, so, you know, it's amazing. It's like the person that's done their ACL and they ring another person that's done their ACL. Yeah. It's yep. exactly what it is, isn't it? Guide them through the recovery. Well, Same it. sort of thing. It's a peer peer relationship where you, you, know, you know the way out or a way out and can share little hints along the way and connect with what that person's going through and you know, hold hope for them and it's been the most rewarding job I've ever had. I bet you wish you had someone like that when you were, um, you know, trying to work your way out of mm. of what was happening and yeah, someone really who understood on, it. it would have been, yeah, it would have been incredible. Yeah. I did find that too, uh, Tim and Luke, through a movement called Grow. Mm-hmm. Grow's people that meet with each other. Um, that are going have got issues working through issues and support each other using an established program that's been developed over the last 60 years and it's an amazing peer support movement that's in australia in a couple of countries around the world okay yeah but yeah that was a big that was a game changer for me it helped link me back in with my faith with god and jesus and um yeah, helped me enormously. That's great, mate. Cool. And it's, it's obviously something very close to you now, your faith and, and your family, everything working together for you. That's it. Yeah, now I've got a... So, so blessed to have a gorgeous fiancé. Uh, we've got two boys, yeah, Sam nice. and Jude, and my fiancé, Emma. Um, so, yeah, trying to get back to a good, ordinary... Awesome, good life. I think you're there, mate. I think you're there. I think you've made it. You've got a you know, beautiful family. You've got you do yeah. great things in the community. Yeah. You help people. You go out of your way to do it. And, uh, you know, what else can you ask from a person? <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... I'm... Yeah, I still have... I'm still very much growing and healing. But, um, yeah, I'm in, in a far better place than what I once was and... Is it like, um, James, is it like, and I, I don't know much about it, mate, but I, I, this is why, I guess why I'm asking the question, is it like, you know how when you speak to uh, someone who's recovering from, from alcoholism or drugs and they say, well, I'm always an addict, you know, is it one of those things yeah. where you go, look, I could slip up at any stage if I don't take my medication, if I don't keep on top of these things, if I don't do all the mental things right, that that, that can start to creep in again, or do you think that it's just a thing of the past now? Um. I, I do believe I, I'm not a subscriber to that one, and I don't. I haven't had an alcohol or drug issue myself, so I don't know 
what that's like. But for me, coming through my mental health issue, I feel like it's totally transformed me for the better. Yep. And that although I still need to maintain and protect myself through taking a medication, that I hope to have, in time, have integrated that experience into my life and just move on with life, a new life, and be happy and happier and healthier than I've ever been. You know, fulfilling being a good ordinary, good ordinary bloke. Oh, I think you're better than a good and ordinary yeah, bloke, mate. Ordinary. I think you're a great. No, you are no, literally I'm still trying to be. You are literally <laughs> one of the one of the most be. interesting, one of the one of the best blokes I've met, mate. You are a ripper. And any anyone that's got no, a doctorate and played AFL footy, yeah. Talk about high achievement. Although, although, having said that, we do need to talk about this connection in Barcelona, mate. I'd love to chat to the ecstasy clinic over there. Ecstasy just... clinic. It's not an ecstasy <laughs> clinic, mate. Isn't it? I don't think so. I don't think it's like a. You know, ecstasy clinic, por favor, or whatever. Like, it doesn't work that way, mate. So they don't do deliveries, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Make the inquiries. Yeah, you can only ask a question. Mate, thank you so much, James, yeah. for, for chatting with us, mate. Your insight's been fantastic. And we're very lucky on this show. We tend to know a few good people between Tim well, and you, I. You do, yeah. And, uh, well, you do too, Tim. Don't be like that. We, we, we're in this together. Just Because, uh, you know, we're both fat and ginger, so we don't tend to know a lot of people. But the ones we do yeah. are very interesting. Been wanting to chat to you for a long time on air, James. Having read your book, and anyone listening right now, you need to get a copy of Eight Stones by James McClure. Yep. Uh, where could they find it, James? Is it online? They can get it through it online? It is online uh, on Amazon. I need to get I self-published it, so I need to get some more copies printed. But just a little bit of a heads up on writing another book too hey, which oh, fantastic. is probably not far off being pub we've probably self-published that too yep but that's the next part of the journey and challenges i've faced and am overcoming and other parts yeah parts of getting back to good ordinary living and connecting with community and fantastic um, god and family and friends yeah it's a good wholesome account the last one was a bit racy, I think. <laughs> well, I couldn't put the last one down, mate, so I'm sure it'll be the same this time around. <laughs> so, Thanks, Luke. No worries, mate. Well, thank you again for chatting yeah, to us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Luke and Tim. And, it's been uh, great to chat to you. Absolutely. Now, we'll go out to a song and then we'll say goodbye off here, mate, but I'm really hoping I can grab Tim's attention with this one. If I can't get him with this, I'm almost going to pack it in, James. I'm almost ready at that point. Let's go. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> yep. Yeah, all right, not bad. Yeah, I look, it's from a youth. I used to like it when I was a kid, I think. Who is it? <laughs> no, I just don't know the names, I'm sorry. They're a band that sort of, people liked their songs but didn't know who they were. Collective Soul, they had some really good songs. Is that the name of the band? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you wouldn't no, know no, that. No, no, no. I, I could play you 10 of their songs and you'd know every one of them, but you wouldn't know that's them. Isn't it, wasn't there a band called Throwing Tin or something? Or Throwing tin. Or throwing copper or something. Yeah, that's live. Live. That's it. I thought that was them. <laughs> throwing tin. Oh, I don't know. What hope have I got? <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to educate you, mate. I'm trying to do me bit. It's like James, he works with people, tries to get them through their troubles. You're trying that. to get me through I'm my... I'm trying to get you through your aptitude when it comes to... My musical music ignorance. And, uh, and it's, you know, when you say throwing tin, I'm in trouble, aren't I? We're near the end of the show, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. So I think a few thank yous. Thanks to Pulse FM for having us on. Voice FM for having us on the good people on the World Wide Web for listening to us through our various podcast providers. Yeah, who are they listening to us through? Oh, well, Podbean, Apple mm. Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. and all the other ones that I don't know. 
Is there other ones? Oh, apparently, I don't know. They're all over the shop, aren't they? Can we monetize all this? Oh, geez, be nice. Geez, we put a lot of time in and we get nothing for it. Nothing for it. Anyway, as with always, I'm going for a poo. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> Good night. Can you not say that, please? <laughs> it's a bad way to go out. We want to get on commercial stations right. and you're talking about going for a poo at the end of it. What are they going to do then? Bowel Cancer Awareness Week. I'm going for a poo. <laughs> <laughs> if you were shoving a camera up afterwards, I'd get it, but I, otherwise I don't. Anyway, I hope you haven't been put off there, listeners, and thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. System shut down.